Agot Ner Shabbos, we're about to begin Be'ez Hashem, Shir number 85 in the Svarim of Vazelik Pliskin, in the Sefer on self-confidence and self-esteem. And he talks about today on how your mind impacts every experience that you have, because we all have constant flows of thoughts and mental pictures in our mind, and those mental pictures have a tremendous impact on how we feel and what we say, and how we say it, and what we do, and what we don't do. And people who are self-confident have a very different mental picture and thoughts than people that lack self-confidence. And people who feel very insecure feel that way because they say things to themselves, and they picture about the past and about the future um, things negatively about them. And when they change their self-talk, and when they change their mental images, their life drastically changes. Now, if someone's insensitive and they tell you um, that it's all in your mind, that's, you know, usually hurtful. Um, You know, the way they say it, it's annoying. They're being condescending very often. But when you have a true compassionate person, a wise person, gently and uh, encouraging you and telling you and explaining how indeed what you think and what your mental pictures are in your mind and how you self-talk greatly influences you so then then and they tell you that that it's in your mind then you accept it uh, more easily because they're being compassionate and they're being understanding and they're trying to explain how you could develop a healthier self-image and a healthier self-confidence so you have to need to remember basically is that even when you're alone and you're not talking to anybody, you're ultimately talking to yourself. Your thoughts and pictures in your mind are constantly in you and you're, you have that playlist in your head that you're constantly repeating to yourself uh, mental thoughts and images. And what one needs to understand and what they have the ability to do is to switch that within them and to be more positive about yourself. Um, challenge the negative thoughts that you had like we spoke about earlier and that does wonders in helping you create that healthy self mental image in your mind and healthy self-talk to be able to gain that self-confidence one of those aspects that hold back self-confidence and some self esteem is being a perfectionist and one needs to embrace their imperfections Embracing imperfections does not mean that you don't strive to improve, but to overcome perfectionism is extremely important. When a person is so afraid of making a mistake, and if they make it, they call themselves stupid, they call themselves weak, they call themselves, oh, I messed up, I screwed up, I'm a failure, Then, and, 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 and very often that comes with seeking approval from others at the cost of approving yourself, that is um, crippling to you. Because when you suffer from emotionally crippling perfectionism, that is one of the greatest things that take away one's self-esteem. Because perfectionism is not a matter of trying to be your best. It's not about you at all. It's about how you think you should be. And usually it's very warped. It's, it's too focused on what other people think or about your own negative self-evaluation about how you feel you need to accomplish a certain thing or how um, you feel you need to do something, and in reality, you don't. Very often, that's why it's so important to have a wise manig, a wise rebbe. Very often, they will tell you, this particular 
thing that you want to reach and that you're having Agmas Nefesh not reaching is above you right now. Let it go. Now work on this and, and the other thing that's within your grasp. So it's very important to understand that perfectionism does not only affect your sense of well-being and your emotional health, but it'll take a toll on your physical health as well. Perfectionism and the drive to it and the behaviors that result from it cause a variety of illnesses, heart disease, um, 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 and the anamachla sometimes, and, 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 and stomach disorders, immune deficiencies, and mental issues like depression and OCD and things like that are outgrowths of perfectionism very often. There is a psychologist, David Burns, he's one of the famous well-known CBT psychologists, and basically the concept of perfectionism is someone whose standards are beyond the reach of reason um, towards impossible goals or extremely unrealistic goals. And it's very important to learn how to combat that. There was a famous Russian author, actually very friendly and wrote nice things about Jews, Leo Tolstoy, and he said that if you look for perfection, you'll never be content. It is very, very important to understand that. The researcher, Benet Brown, and she wrote a lot of books on shame, unhealthy shame. We explained before that there's an Indian abusha of Baishan and Maklaisal has that's healthy, and then there's an unhealthy shame that's connected to low self-esteem, which is very connected to one another. And perfectionism and shame are very much connected to one another. It's very important. What people do is they, they, they confuse shame with guilt. There's a certain healthy guilt, and then there's a unhealthy guilt. Some unhealthy guilt to lead to bashing yourself in an unhealthy way, but a, a, a healthy guilt is when you feel remorse about something you did wrong. You hurt somebody, and you want to correct the mistake and to propel yourself to behave better, that is healthy guilt. Shame, generally, the way we perceive it, even though by Abusha is not exactly shame, but the unhealthy shame is rarely healthy. It's, it's never healthy at all, actually. It pushes you down, and it just ha- gives you a, a, a feeling of lack of self-worth, of badness, that you're a bad person, and, and it's very, very unhealthy. And you need to basically... Again, in your mind, combat it. As an example, a shame-based thought is saying, for example, I'm such a loser. I'm a loser. That crosses your head. I am a loser. And a perfectionist way of looking at it is, is, for example, if you're at a meeting, at a business meeting, or at a chabura, together with people talking in halacha or in ashkafa, and a perfectionist way of saying I'm a loser is, is that I'm afraid to speak up at these meetings as I don't want to be wrong and make any more mistakes. And the healthy way of looking at it is, no, you turn those thoughts into goals. I will speak up at least once in each meeting, and even if I say something wrong, that doesn't mean I'm stupid. I'm, 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 I'm in the process of learning and, and growing. So that's very, very important. Part of imperfection is within oneself, Sometimes imperfection is because you're seeking the approval of others more than you're seeking your own approval. No amount of approval from anyone else can replace your own healthy self-love that you need in order to accomplish things. It's good to keep a, a journal if you have this problem. You respond to practices and reflections of healthy things. And, for example, you put down thoughts that you thought and then you combat those thoughts when you realize it's negative. We're going to look right now into the PDF that I sent of 
talking about this subject of not be, of of, the, of not being a perfectionist, even in Ruchnius, even in Avodas Hashem, and there's an Indian of being sameach bechelkai in your own concepts. So it says this is taken from a letter from the Priya Oretz from Menachem Mendel from Vitebsk, from Mendel from Vitebsk. He even goes so far as to say that if you're rejoicing in your lot, even in, in Ruchnias, it protects you from, from, from negative thoughts and Machshavis Rais. Now, it's important, there's, a, there's, a, there's two opposite things here, because we're always told that you can't just stay in one place, otherwise you'll fall down. You always have to strive for growth, and that is true. We mentioned the Gra, the Evan Shlema, many times. That Bedera Klal, even if you, if you want to grow, you grow step by step, level by level. When we talked about the Tzitka Satzadik, the first one that's printed, uh, the first Shtikl Torah there, that when Hashem gives you a light from above, sometimes you jump in Avedis Hashem, that's called Chipazain. You get a big light and you could jump Madregas. But that's a rare opportunity type of thing when you have that special Hisairis. But from day to day living, you do it little by little. So you need to grow. That's healthy. But at the same time, what you do have, you need to be very joyous in what you have. So he says as follows, uh, General answer to, to my friends um, that about learning Taira and being Isaac and Taira and Avaidah. Many cry that they have foreign thoughts. Very interesting, he says here. Sometimes Machshavis Rais means, let's say, Loisasura, illicit, unhealthy. Sexual thoughts, things like that happen because you're not watching your eyes and you're looking at things you shouldn't look at. But a lot of it is generated because they're not happy and they're not joyous with their own avaydas Hashem. And they're not happy unless they have attain levels that are higher and more wondrous. It's a klal gadol and tayra. You have to be joyous in your lot. Even when you're studying tayra and avayda and you're davening, whether it's a lot, whether it's a little. You need to take great satisfaction in the tayra that you have and in the tefillah that you have and the ruchnius that you have. If you don't have uh, the right pleasure from your Avedas Hashem, from the level that you are ha- you have right now, and you're not happy with your Avedas Hashem, at the level that you are, and the soul wants to have Anah, the wants to have Anah, so they're gonna they don't take pleasure in their own Avaidas Hashem and their own Tyra and their own level of what they attained, so they're gonna try to enjoy other things. Very often foreign thoughts is or negative thoughts or illicit thoughts. Fascinating concept. So yes, there's a concept doesn't talk about here of Laisasuru. You don't look where you shouldn't look. But very often, even people who are careful with their eyes, generally speaking, will still fall into illicit and non-healthy sexual thoughts and other negative thoughts because they're not happy with their service in Hashem. The And you want things that are more greater and wondrous than your level. And So it pushes you to these foreign thoughts. Because every healthy thought is a like a hechel, 
a palace of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And you want to enter into a palace that doesn't belong to you, it's higher than your level. So they say they push you out. So it's very, very important like that. When you learn, you think you should, you see another person like accomplishing unbelievable finishing one blot after another after another, and their genius in Torah and the Mechadish Chadushim and this and that, you have Chalisha Sadas. No. You're happy with every blot Gemara you do, with every five lines of Gemara you do, and you have a sipic anefetch, and you enjoy it. It's mine. I'm kind of it. I'm happy about it. Then Hashem accepts you into that heichel, and you have anah from it. This is a general thing people don't understand also, is that the soul, the soul on a soul level, is meant to have anah. Hashem is a toiva mated. He wants to give you pleasure. He wants to give you healthy, normal, physical pleasures, or health, and especially healthy spiritual pleasures, to have anah from your learning, from Yahweh Hashem, and so on and so forth. So if you're not happy with your, and you don't derive pleasure and sipika nefesh from your learning and from your, the madrega that you're in now, whatever the madrega may be, and you're not some epichelko in that, then the soul will strive to have, take pleasures in unhealthy things sometimes. So my beloved ones, hine yoda inish benafsheh, Everyone knows himself. Why do you need to look for madregas that are beyond you? So then he says, like, you have, it's a two-way thing. You can't always say, okay, I'm complacent. I'll be happy where I am and I'm not going to grow. That's not healthy either. Everyone should say, when will it be that I will reach the maizim of my avais even. Now, of course, the Svasemis brings this down when it says, Yagiu doesn't mean that you mamish could be like Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov, they were the avais, but Yagiu, he says that you touch it. You have a relationship with it. You learn from Avram, from his chesed, and from his spreading emuna in the world to follow, emulate his path. Yitzchak with his avoidem misiris nefesh. And Yaakov with his emes, and with his Torah, with his rachamim, with his work ethic and midas emes, and so on and so forth, and his Hasmada Satira, like he learned in Sheva Eva all those years, and, and all those things. So, you have to strive. It's healthy to want to yearn to strive more. But but nevertheless, he puts this in bold. You have to be very happy with the that you do now. And with that, then you'll reach a greater heights. This is a matter of healthy self-esteem. Healthy self-esteem is to take sipika nefesh with every piece of Gemara that you learn, every little line of Chumash that you learn, every small Rashi that you, Baruch Hashem, were able to understand. Every time you went to shul, even though you were in the mood of going to shul, pat yourself on the back, Baruch Hashem Amayid, a Suda Shabbos, and you said, Berches and Mila B'Mila, take pride in it. And of course, the Yitzhar is going to tell yourself, what's the big deal? That's what a Yid's supposed to do anyway. And if you don't do that, you're not Mamali Yechir. So what are you being so joyous about? No, you be very joyous about it. I said, Birches Amazan, word for word, and, and you take a Sipika Nefesh. It's not a matter of Gaiva. This is not Gaiva. This is a matter of rejoicing and being happy and the Chelek of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what He gives you in Ruchnius and Taira. You need to have self-esteem in a Geya, your level, and Havaydis Hashem. Many Bachram and all the Bachram very often fall into Chalisha Sadas with a say, I can't reach a certain madrega, so they give up completely, and they're not happy with their with the the learning and the madrega that they're in. They need to be sameach bechelkam, in, not only in their gashmias, that, this is a big chiddush, by the way, many don't understand, 
And we're going to learn Metesh Hashem in a future Sheir, the next piece on the Tferes Shloimayim Parashat that brings out this theme also in a beautiful way. That that just like you need to be Sameach Bechelkai in physical aspects, you need to be Sameach Bechelkai in Ruchniyistic aspects. While at the same time, paradoxically, you're trying to strive more. You're saying, every day I'm adding to my Avaidas Hashem, but all within your Madrega, all within what you have, and be grateful for it. Let's say you had trouble one night, uh, one Seder night where it was just, you were extremely tired, you did try to sleep, or you didn't have the opportunity, and you're very tired. It didn't go as great as you imagined in your mind, and you feel a little disappointment. You stop yourself. You say, Baruch Hashem, I'm a Yid. I'm a part of the Chelek of Mitzvah Mitzrayim. I did keep them, I was in the Mitzvah of Arba Koisis and eating the Matzah and the Murrah, and I did say the Agada. I wasn't as great as it was last year or the two years ago. Maybe tomorrow night will be better. And tonight I'm happy with what I have. Baruch Hashem, I'm a Yid by the Seder. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. And I said Halal, and I said Nishmas, and so on and so forth. You you grab onto what you have, and you're joyous with the chilek of Torah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives you. And that builds your self-esteem in a healthy way and motivates you to go higher. Have a wonderful Shabbos.